Deuteronomy was kind of Moses' farewell to the people and passing on all of the instructions and preparing the way for Joshua to take the mantle and begin to lead the people in the conquest of the promised land. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 8 where God is instructing his people through Moses to not forget the Lord. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in the ways, in his ways and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees and pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known, to humble and to test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. 
Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace, that it is more than sufficient. And Father, we thank you for your love, your overflowing love. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you will again open our ears, Lord, we need we need to hear you. Lord, we need to see you. And Lord, our hearts need to be soft and moldable so that we are able to receive the truth of your message for us today. Your truth that sets us free. Holy Spirit, come and speak your word deep into our heart today because really, Lord, we want not to sin against you. Lord, hear this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. Uh, this weekend unofficially kicks off the season of summer. I know summer doesn't hit until, is it June 20th or 21st? I don't know. But Memorial Day weekend usually kind of unofficially kicks it off. It's a, summer is a time for vacations, a time for getting together with family and friends, and it's a time to get done all of your outdoor work that has to get done because hibernation always comes the middle of November, whether we like it or not, right? But Memorial Day weekend is really about our specific call to remember those that have selflessly fought for and have lost their lives for the cause of freedom so that we and freedom around the world can remain free. It cost a great deal to gain freedom. And it's right for us to remember today, but I would like to suggest that remembering but once a year is not near enough. Lest we forget just how costly our freedom is. I believe that's why our call today should ought to be the call for each and every day. To praise the Lord and to remember. To always remember the blood that was shed and the lives and the families that sacrificed. To always remember where we have come from and how it is that we got here today. You know, I believe that this value of always remembering is a concept that is ordained by God himself. And I pray today that we see that we will see God calling each of us to always remember. And first, I would like us to see that we ought always to remember to ask the question each day, who is my Lord? Who is my Lord? There's a concept that I've referred to 
many times in different settings, but I'll draw back to it here. There is, there is the, the mantra, if you will, lead, follow, or get out of the way, right? Because you're in the way if you're not leading or following. You're, you're holding everybody else back, right? In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses' farewell speech again, he's again preparing to pass the torch to Joshua to finish this long and winding road journey that they have been on. And Moses is making it very clear as we read through this passage that it is essential for our success both in this world and in the world to come. It's essential that we follow the chain of command. Why? For them so that they could both succeed in taking possession of the promised land and so that they would live a fruitful and prosperous life for the whole world to see. Ours is not really any different than theirs. The question that Moses was really challenging the people of that day with is a question that we ought always, day after day after day, until our last breath on earth is taken. The question really is, who is my commander? Who really is in charge of my life? Am I or is the Lord? If the answer is anyone other than the Lord, then we are living in idolatry. You see that, right? And I don't, I don't know about you, but the Lord doesn't have anything good to say about idolatry. He doesn't. It's, it's bad. This is it's all bad. You see, Moses was calling the people that day as they were preparing to take the promised land to always remember to ask the question, who is my commander? Who is my Lord? And still today, God is calling each of us to always remember and ask the question, Who is my Lord? Not only ought we always to remember to ask the question, Who is the Lord? We second, always remember the results when we seek human reason alone for decisions. We ought always remember the results when we seek human reason to solve problems. Right? We see that in verse 2 as it went through there and, and a cute little illustration that uh, that I had put away in the bank that I'm pulling out again today. Uh, a gentleman by name James S. Hewitt, he compiled an Illustrations Unlimited book by Tyndale House. 
And in this book, Hewitt recorded a humorous story that I thought fits very well when we consider what happens when human reason is, is heated. There was a woman that called the police station to report that she had a skunk in her basement. Officer told the woman, well, the best way is to carefully make a trail of bread from as close to the basement as you can get without getting close to the skunk and make a trail of breadcrumbs all the way up the steps and out into the outside until eventually give the skunk room and it will follow the breadcrumbs out until it's outside. And she said, great, I'll try it. So the lady called back a little while later and she made a report that she did in fact make that trail of bread just as she was told. And the officer was pleased and do you have anything else that you'd like to report? And she said, yes, sir, I have two skunks in my basement now. It went the wrong way, right? It's kind of a silly thing. It seemed like the right thing to do without even the thought that maybe there was another one that would double trouble in the basement. But you know, that's exactly what God was attempting to communicate to God's children in verse 2. That it was the Lord God that led them for the 40 years they were in the desert. And the question that I come up with when I think about this that is an implication that is not presented there because God doesn't work that way. All of those that have ears will hear. Why were they in the desert for 40 years to begin with? Because human reason said, wow, those are massive skunks. They're going to get us. They're going to spray us, right? They believed, they believed that what they saw of the giants in the land, they believed what they saw more than what they were being told, that God would give them complete victory, that he would give them the land if they would but believe and go. Are we really any different when it comes to things like that? Rather than seeking the Lord for answers and waiting on him to deliver them, we think we have to get up and go and do and, and all of these things. And I'm not saying that going and doing is wrong, okay? But I'm saying if we get up and we go and do what we think is right before we even think about it in our hearts consulting the Lord, we're already halfway defeated. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But the truth is we don't know because we have not lifted the eyes of our heart to heaven and cried out, Lord, do you have a plan for this? Do you know how to take care of this? Because I sure want to walk in your way because you are the only one that can win every time. Does that make sense? You see, it's why... In God's way, God is calling we like they to always remember the results of what happens 
when we work in human reasoning, doing what we think needs to be done without first lifting our eyes to the hills where our help comes from. It comes from the Lord, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And finally, besides always remembering to ask the question and, and to remember the results of following human reason alone, we thirdly now see that we ought always to remember the results when the Lord is the commander. To remember the results when the Lord is the commander. How he comes through when we are faithful to follow him in his way. You see, we saw it in our text in verses 7 through 20. That even though they trusted themselves and they did what they thought was right, and that they were now in the desert, they still had not crossed over into the promised land. They still had the opportunity to choose their own way and to go their own way. They had to see that they were not alone because God was still with them. All right? Anybody ever beat yourself up when you know you acted in your own way and boy, did I make a mess of it? Anybody besides pastor? I don't know. All right, I got a couple. Great. I know for me, in those times when that's happened, I just I feel like a little grasshopper. I know they say we, 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 we look like grasshoppers to them, right? I have felt in the past at, at different times like the grasshopper because, oh, you're right, Lord. I didn't ask you, did I? Right? You know what I'm saying? But God was still with them. He never leaves and he never forsakes. It's why we can take heart by faith. Who wants us to continue to think, well, I'm just a little grasshopper and I'm just nobody because I failed in my faith before? Who wants us to feel like that? It's not the Lord, is it? It's the enemy of the Lord. It's the enemy of our soul. It's the one who wants to destroy us, wants to take us to hell. He wants to keep us beaten down and feeling small and helpless and defeated because we've blown it so many times. But the truth is, if God was still with them, he's still with you. He's still there. And you have an opportunity today, just like I have an opportunity today, that by faith say, I am a child of God. I am committed to him. I am striving to be the light and life of Jesus Christ in a dark and dying world. I am. It is my heart's desire to be a shining light, to see people come to Christ through my life. It is my heart's desire. And by faith, just as they by faith, to remember that it was God who miraculously provided their daily bread so that they would not hunger for those 40 years. 
It was God who sustained their clothes and their sandals for 40 years. Can you imagine? It was God who led them in a cloud by day and a fire by night for 40 years. It was God who gave them water out of hard rock. It was God who provided a land that was filled with streams and pools of fresh water to grow wheat and barley and grapevines and fig trees and pomegranates and olives to sustain the bees that made the honey that was so prevalent, right? It was God who satisfied their every need. It was God who delivered them out of Egypt 40 years before. It was God who brought them back after the exile. It was God who sustained them through the Babylonians and the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans. It is God that has preserved them that remnant after remnant through attempted genocide after genocide. For in 1948, God called his children scattered across the globe to return to their native land to start their own place, to establish a new nation in the original land envisioned by Abram that fulfilled through Joshua. It was God in the Six-Day War in 1967 that in spite of being completely surrounded by their Arab nations, encroaching on them on every side at the end of the six days, not only did God defend Israel, but he enabled them to push back their enemies on every front. They reclaimed every inch of ground that God originally gave to Joshua. Amen? And regardless of what the enemy attempts to do, no foreign nation or dictator will ever destroy Israel because God is faithful to his people. Do we understand how faithful God is to us when we remember him? In Israel today, they, aren't even, they don't even follow him anymore. They are just as secular a culture as what we have here in a lot of ways. And God still is with them. And God is still with us. He's still here in this land. He's just waiting for his people to remember who he is and what he has done and what he will do again if we will, by faith, believe. Thank you. Believe that he is more than able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Amen? To believe that he truly is working all things, all things together for the good of those that love him according to his purposes. When Jesus Christ is firmly on the throne of our lives, we know that he knows the plans he has for us. That they are plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Plans to give us a hope. And a future. When Jesus Christ is firmly on the throne of our lives, we can know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And if he has been faithful to the Hebrew people and delivered them out of Egypt in spite of overwhelming odds, he is still faithful to deliver you through it all. Thank you. If he was faithful to Joshua, 
when they knock down the wall and he knocked down the walls of Jericho, he will knock down the obstacles that are keeping you from living in victory if he is the Lord. And if God is faithful to defend and extend Israel during the Six-Day War, then God is more than willing and able to both defend and extend you over any enemy if he is the Lord. The question is, as it has been from the Garden of Eden, will you, will I, will we always remember, always remember the results when the Lord is my Lord. When the Lord is my commander, may we today always remember. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this day. And Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is so good and so mighty and so loving and so graceful. Father, I thank you for your goodness today. I thank you for this very simple message. Lord, we're the ones that make everything complicated. Lord, your gospel is so simple, a child can understand it. And in fact, those children will inhabit the kingdom of God before all of us educated, smart adults. Oh, Lord, Lord, humble our hearts and may we Come to receive you and believe in you as little children that we might become your children and inhabit your kingdom, Lord. Lord, hear this prayer we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.